Hi, and welcome to the Fire Up at 55 Plus podcast, a show about how to put yourself first in your second act of life. I'm certified life and weight loss coach Lori Adams, here to empower you to let go of guilt, take charge of your health, then find and fulfill your dreams. It's never too late, so let's get started. Gone are the days of clueless job hunting. Resources and advice abound for all the things, from online job postings and networking, think LinkedIn, to resume templates, career coaches, on-topic blogs, and so much more, including specific tips for the over-50 job seeker. Whatever your situation, say from rebounding after a layoff or unexpected termination, to re-entering the workforce after caregiving for kids or elderly parents, or ready to go part-time for a less stressful career overall. I've got you covered. I'm repeating an early, extremely popular episode of the podcast here, originally titled, What Fuels a Colorful Parachute for You at Midlife Plus, and recommending that you also take a listen to the in-depth interview with career expert Danielle Bradley just a couple of weeks ago in episode 43. All these tips are money meaning they are practical from real-life experience. With them, you have a real roadmap that keeps you on course and cuts out the excess. Who hasn't heard of the best-selling book, What Color is Your Parachute? A Guide to a Lifetime of Meaningful Work and Career Success. What I had not heard until I prepared for this podcast is that this nonfiction book is listed just underneath War and Peace on the Library of Congress list of 25 books that have changed readers' lives. That did surprise me until I learned that over 10 million copies have been sold since author Richard Bowles first self-published it in 1970. Annually updated even since his death in 2017, the latest versions of Parachute include all things digital for today's career search and midlife job seekers turn to it all the time, just as college students do. So why do I point to this life-changing book today? Because among the common goals of my midlife women clients, career change is a big one. That isn't surprising when you consider that full-time employees spend a third of their lives on the job, and I bet it's even more for eager entrepreneurs. Age 50-plus workers are the new normal, reports the AARP Foundation in its article, The Business Case for Hiring 50-Plus Workers. They add that these workers, that would be you, dear listener, have the professionalism and communication skills that experience develops. They're also proving to be more motivated, loyal, and likely to stay with a company longer, saving employers the money and hassles of turnover. Finally, they state that, quote, The older the baby boom generation gets, the more 50-plus workers are participating in the labor force. Employers cannot afford to overlook 20% of their available talent pool, However, like any midlife transformation I talk about, especially if you've been retreating on the back burner, your thoughts, managing your mind, is key to unlocking new opportunity for work you want for a job search or change you'll pursue, and for a job where you'll be happy about the compensation. So you know by now that I love a good quote, or two, that bring more meaning to my podcast topics. For today, 
Here's a couple. First, quote, your mind is like a parachute. If it isn't open, it doesn't work, unquote. That was appropriately said by Buzz Aldrin, NASA astronaut who walked on the moon. Next, some resonating words of wisdom from the parachute author himself. Richard Bowles once told Fast Company magazine that, quote, Parachute is a book of hope masquerading as a job-hunting manual, unquote. He's also explained that, quote, Most job hunters who fail to find their dream job fail not because they lack sufficient information about the job market, but because they lack sufficient information about themselves, unquote. It's always in your mind. These words underscore the thought process for effective life change that I've detailed in recent episodes of the podcast and that all life coaches worth their salt will emphasize too. Uncover what you want. Understand what you don't want. Learn to process feelings of guilt over starting to put your wants and self-care first. Pivot toward positivity as you use your prefrontal cortex to get unstuck. Revive your dreams and set goals you begin to realize a step at a time. Your thought work and the confidence you build with it set you up for true transformation so you can have that job you want and other aspirations for your life. And now I come to an explanation of my job. In the renowned certification program at the Life Coach School, I was grounded in its proprietary method using the model method designed by its founder, Brooke Castillo. With this tool, the Life Coach School coaches support clients in discovering the thoughts and feelings that stem from life circumstances and how the feelings lead to action or inaction and desired results or lack of results. LCS wants us to be grounded in this powerful, impactful tool. And as we develop beyond initial certification, we establish a coaching practice that is our own, perhaps as a general life coach or a coach who begins to specialize in a niche client group, mine is now midlife plus aged women, or a coach employed by others. We also make the style of our coaching our own, including the model as our foundation. I've added two additional certifications in weight loss and teaching a productivity tool. Along the way, I've established a hybrid style of coaching that also utilizes my background in interviewing, screening and hiring, plus managing and training staff in addition to reviewing applications. I add in what I gleaned supporting the detailed processes at two executive search firms over almost nine years. Okay, so to be specific, the hybrid style of coaching for me means using the model and its thought work, but also teaching specific actions. Today I highlight this because even before I was a certified coach, I helped women who wanted career change by teaching them to choose confidence as well as providing related advice, especially for interviewing and resume writing. Of late, I have been asked quite a bit for a list of those interviewing tips. So here's some of the job changes I advise and I offer most often in an easy list format. A list of 10 sounds like a good round number. So number one, Always examine your thoughts and acknowledge that if you're fearful, that is normal, but it doesn't have to prevail. Envision how you want to show up for an interview as your proud, authentic self. 
This goal is the most important, more so than getting an offer. Think about how confident you will show up, listen, ask insightful questions, and emphasize your unique experience. Do that, and it's very possible you'll get a job offer the first time. But walk out with pride if you've accomplished the show-up goal. Practice this identity at every interview and get comfortable with casting jitters aside for you for after you walk out the door and can relax at home with a glass of wine or cup of coffee and Netflix. Number two, during the phone or Zoom screen and at the interview, listen more than talk. But when you do talk, be sure you address one of the job or company descriptive items that they just told you about. On a Zoom or at the interview, show respect by dressing nicely and being current, perhaps with a colorful scarf and limited jewelry. Have a second interview outfit ready in case you're asked back sooner than anticipated. Number three, be ready to share a couple of examples of how you are a problem solver. That is the candidate they are always really looking to hire, a problem solver. Listen for what they need and tell them how you've accomplished hard things in the past and or how you would approach a problem, perhaps one they've described. Review your resume to remember such accomplishments at various jobs you've held. They'll have looked at your resume, so this will be appropriate. Number four, be certain to ask mindful questions about the job and the company, not about what benefits are in it for you, you, you. That's a later conversation. At this stage, it's all about them, them, them. If you instinctively don't like what you hear, and decide you're not interested in the company or the job, that's fine. You do definitely want a job match at the end of the day. But if you want to be invited back to eventually hear an offer with benefits, working hours, perks, and more, save the all-about-me conversation. Number five, ask a specific question about a specific they just shared. For example, you might say, with the new software system you just told me about, What is the most important feature you want the team or you want want me to master? Number six, be certain to ask about team versus individual duty breakdown on the job if they haven't addressed it yet. You want to know if you're going to be spending most of your time alone or if you're going to be working with others or perhaps even leading others. Number seven, be ready for those stereotypical questions of where do you see yourself in five years and What is your main weakness? For the five years question, you can smile and say, I would hope to be here at your company in a position that results from my growth in the job. I am looking for a position where I can take on more responsibility over time. But I know I need to learn and be immersed first. For the weakness, you might choose something you used to be bad at, but have overcome and is not a big problem. I would certainly practice this weakness question with others. It's a tough one. You want to make it brief and you want to make it, you know, an answer where you can say, I've learned. I'm moving on. That was a lesson. Number eight, be ready to be proud and brief if they ask about your age. They aren't supposed to. But if it comes up, you can emphasize the strong work ethic you've always had, the variety of skill sets and depth of experience in being professional that you will bring, as well as knowledgeable. Number nine, If you progress to a second or even third interview, never, ever assume that the new group of people know what you said during round one. 
Start over. It's very likely you were advanced up the chain with just a brief remark about the possibility of you being a good fit without details. Give a first impression every time. And number 10, the final tip for the interview finale today. Most candidates don't think ahead about how to close the interview on their end. I've seen this so many times, but it's the time to leave a final good impression. I've interviewed plenty of people who sort of wimp out at the end with a weak thank you and a limp handshake, or maybe one that's too strong, pumping their hand of their unaware (laughs) interviewers. They are often unaware that their energy has changed and left the room ahead of them. So, I have a brilliant tip for the interview closing, and I confess that I did not come up with this one. I actually heard it on a podcast several years ago and cannot recall who advised it, but I'm going to share it here because I think it's just the bomb. Before leaving, direct this question to one of the most important people who's been interviewing you. Something like, so Jennifer, I'd really appreciate knowing why you enjoy working here. This will end in Jennifer telling you something she likes about her job and or the company, or even her sharing an accomplishment for which she was recognized. So your entire interview ends on a positive note that she and others in the room will take away from their experience with you. When they've been interviewing a lot of people, this is especially important. You will stand out in their memory, and they'll probably smile when they think of it. And now, I'll close on this positive note. With a positive outlook and confidence building, you can have the job you want at any age. I've seen it happen, and I've seen candidates with hope light up at the right opportunity and in the right mindset, proud of how they showed up for themselves as much as for those who've been interviewing them. P.S. Please do take a new look at the AARP Foundation website, Back to Work at 50 Plus section. In addition to the many relevant articles they have, you'll see blogs, Zoom courses that you can join for free, such as the Back to Work 50 Plus intro session for job seekers. I've hunted around on this, and it's just so valuable and full of expert advice. You know that they've already vetted these people. And PSS, you can find Daniel Bradley, who I mentioned from a couple episodes ago, at coachwithdanielle.com. But most importantly, she created a bonus for Fired Up at 55 Plus podcast listeners. It is a LinkedIn profile booster. And it is at the URL coachwithdanielle.com slash fire up. Also, to grab your free copy of my top 10 tips for career change, just send me your name and email address to hello at laurieadamscoaching.com and use that same email if you'd like to schedule an easy, no pressure call about the possibility of working with me in life coaching. That's hello at laurieadamscoaching.com. And to keep the transformational information coming each week, please follow Fire Up at 55 Plus wherever you download your podcasts. And if on Apple, share a review and a star-worthy rating. It's much appreciated. Hey, thanks for listening. To contact me directly, please reach out via email to hello at laurieadamscoaching.com. And I invite you to take a look at my flaming hot webpage, fireup at 55plus.com. That's fireup 
the word at 55plus.com. And until next week, make the most of your sizzling second act. <laughs>